Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You are listening to Foul Tips, your weekend podcast to catch you up on the week that was in the world of baseball. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Foul Tips, number seven, the all-baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Podcast. It's July the 27th, the month of July, summer. Man, it's blazing by. That means baseball season is going to get into dog days in the major leagues. Um, Tonight, we're going to discuss my week in baseball. Today in baseball history... We'll talk some uh, great ballparks around uh, the States and Canada. We'll just uh, review some ballparks that I've been to, maybe one or two, and some uh, things I like to go to while I'm at those ballparks. Um, discuss the Yankees uh, a little bit more than I wanted to on this podcast. Uh, they make me sick, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Today in baseball history, and uh, just some rambling on about some uh, other baseball things. Might as well get started with my week in baseball. It's quite an eventful, uh, for those of you just tuning in for the first time or, or who don't know or who don't uh, realize or recall, I'm uh, fortunate enough to umpire the WCBL. It's a summer bat, a summer wooden bat league here in, uh, in Alberta this year because of COVID. There's only five teams, but uh, the, the competition's pretty good nonetheless. Uh, players and kids are college age, obviously. Uh, pretty good crowds over the week. Uh, a couple games I did um, on the bases on Wednesday night. And then Thursday, I was behind the plate. I had the opportunity to be called a bum, not once, not twice, but three times by some uh, grit grinder in a in a Hawaiian shirt who was probably 12 or 13 Pilsters deep because I think pills are, are uh, $4 a piece at the ballpark on, on Thursday nights. It's happy hour all night long. Anyways, this guy was really uh, – It does, first of all, it doesn't bother me. I just find it funny. And the crowd just small enough where you can pick these guys out. Um at first, this guy was right behind me, just to the left. And then uh, he moved down the, the baseline so I could see him. Uh, he really got his money's worth. He was he was uh, getting into her pretty good and yelling at what he thought of me and everything else. It wasn't uh, kind words, nonetheless. And he, but uh, friends of mine were out in the field, and they were a little embarrassed for the guy because he was quite uh, – now he's being an ass and everything else and quite inebriated. But anyways, uh, that's how my week started. Some guy in a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, calling me a bum. Yeah, if you haven't had that in quite some time, so it was good that uh, things were getting right back to normal before, like before COVID, so things were good. And then uh, in the bottom of the eighth inning, uh, unfortunately, I took a foul ball of the face. Uh, mask on, of course, so I would have been out of commission, but uh, knocked me a little bit of a, for a loop. Uh, mild concussion, I guess, if there's such a thing, but uh, the, the brain's been a little bit haywire ever since. Uh, didn't feel right on Friday, and then Saturday I did a Give that a little bit, did a little league game, and then just something didn't feel a feel a hundred percent. But anyways, we'll get into that a little bit later. The importance of good equipment and and uh, whether it be the players or, or, or umpires or whoever out in the field to make sure you protect your head because it's uh, very important, especially a guy my age. When the when the brain starts to go, that's all I got left. Uh, the good looks are, are are long gone. So now it depends on my coconut, and if that goes, I uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. That, that is already uh, starting to diminish. But anyways. Saturday, uh, Saturday night, a friend of mine, he uh, needed some help. He's an umpire signer in Lethbridge. He needed some help with a U14 or U13. I don't even know what it is, but it's 
they, they throw, they don't throw hard. It's a, quite a di difference of baseball, but uh, it was fun being out there. The kids really enjoyed it. Uh, it was two Calgary teams. And while I was getting, getting my, uh, my costume on before the game, a kid ran in and he uh, just got done umpiring a game on a little league field. So it was like eight or nine year old kids. And, uh, he was running he was all smiles and all cheers. And he, he, uh, looked at me, he goes, Hey, you were the umpire on uh, the Bulls game on Thursday. I said, yeah. He says, I was the bat boy. Go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a nice little chat and he was umpiring baseball uh, all day long in Lethbridge. He um, played, I'm assuming he plays the game too. So between Thursday, Friday and Saturday, between being a uh, umpire and a bat boy and being around the ball field, uh, it gave me some hope for humanity and kids getting out there and, and being, being a part of it. I hope more kids can get involved in, that, in, in this great game because uh, it keeps you out of trouble. And you're out uh, having a good time and you might be learning something and he, who knows kid might turn out to be uh something or, or he might not but you know what he's out there having fun and he looked like he was really enjoying himself so there is some there is some hope for hum humanity anyways uh maybe he'll uh, take an umpire clinic someday and learn how to do it uh the right way not that i'm saying i do it, it wouldn't be my clinic it'd be somebody else's anyways it's good to see that kid out there having a good time uh i've forgotten what it was like to have parents uh, that close behind the uh, behind the home plate, and uh, compl not complaining, but just uh, wondering what the call was about because they were pretty close. I haven't had parents um, question my calls for quite quite a long time. It's been twenty some years since I did a, an age group that that young, but uh, it was interesting and it was fun. Uh, the kids really enjoyed themselves and a, a close game and everything else. But it was fun to see the kids making plays and out there having fun and being out there for the right reasons. Uh, they weren't an elite level. They weren't academy kids. They were just out there having a good time. And it was good to see Little League Baseball, whatever they, what you wanted to call it, out going again. So anyways, it was, uh, like I said, it was fun. That was my week in baseball. Got to, hopefully my brain's back intact. It'll fit inside my hat this week. And I get back on the field on uh, Saturday night with uh, the Bulls. And I think they're playing uh, Sylvan Lake. I haven't seen Sylvan Lake yet this year, but hopefully I can be back out there, see how the brain feels before I uh, step in behind the plate again. But anyways... That was my week in baseball. And uh, if you guys had uh, anything going on your week in baseball, don't be afraid. Drop us a line at uh, Towel Tips one on Twitter or the, the 1420 Sports Podcast Facebook page. We're also uh, for sports underscore 20 is our regular um, 1420 Sports Podcast or podcast or, or Twitter page. Stuff stuttering through that a little bit, anyways. But uh, get, get, tell us about your week in baseball and how things are going. And we can get this going a little bit. And uh, we can get this great, great game uh, spread out a little bit. So time, things are diminishing a little bit with kids playing and parents participating. So get out there, enjoy baseball, and uh, spread the good word of the 1420 podcast and foul tips while you're out uh, enjoying a game. Earlier on this baseball season, Dave, uh, my co-host on the 1420 podcast, made the bold prediction when uh, no hitters were coming fast and furious throughout the major leagues. There was three in a week, and then there was no... Uh, one hitters, everything else. It was uh, just insanity with with the amount of no hitters that were happening on a on a nightly basis earlier on. This like when the first two weeks of the season, uh, Dave made the uh, quite the prediction there'd be 19 no hitters. Things have slowed down quite uh, substantially since he made that uh, very bold prediction. He blames it on the sticky stuff being taken out of the game. That's why there's not going to be the no hitters, and his prediction is going to be uh, to be moo. Who cares what Cal say? Uh, inside joke. But anyways, there was uh, a combined no-hitter broken up in the ninth with those no-good cheating Astros on Saturday night. Then uh, Patrick Sandoval, he had a uh, one-out in the ninth no-hitter. Uh, he'd broken up. 
he got him get the second out of the, of the inning, and then he got pulled for the third out, gave up a run and everything else. And then on uh, on Sunday, uh, Domingo Herman he was took a no hitter into the eighth. He got one out, I believe, and then they pulled him or one hit or whatever. It doesn't matter. The Yankees out. We'll get into that in a second. How disgusting that is. But I um, I don't understand how a pitcher can be so good. And I thought this isn't on the pitcher. How a pitcher can be so good and so dominant, and they leave him in and leave him in, give him no hits through eight, through nine sometimes, and as soon as one hit happens, he's out. Could be a four nothing game as it was in the Yankee game on Sunday, and they just take the guy out of the game like he can't get another out. Why? If you mowed down twenty four out of twenty seven with a walk and everything else, why not leave him in and see if he can finish off the score, especially if the score is four nothing or five nothing or whatever it is. Why does it happen so often? And it's more often than not, and I would say 75% of the time, that the pitcher gets pulled after giving up one hit, and it's the eighth inning. Let him run with it. Give your bullpens a rest. That's one thing. And give a guy, a, like he's, he's went that far, give him a pat in the back and say, you know, finish this off. It, what's it hurting? Finish this off. Go at her. Finish the game. You, you, you deserve it. And you give your bullpen some rest. I will never understand what the rush to pull a pitcher is when they've gone that many outs, they've got, like I said, 25, 25 out of 27 guys. I understand the bases get loaded, then you might you might want to yank them situationally. But why is there such a script now that we're getting this with the Yankees too, that there's a seventh inning, there's this guy. The eighth inning is this guy, the ninth inning is this, this guy, no matter how the other guy is doing. Why there's the need to pull pitchers so often? Yes, they get hurt, but you know what? They leave guys in. Or they take him out, they always get hurt. They every pitcher gets hurt and gets Tommy John. They do. It's just 95% of these guys get hurt. So what are they saving it for? I, I I will never understand what they're saving it for. Get these guys, let them pitch, strengthen their arms like Nolan Ryan. We talked with him on foul tips last week. Strengthen their arms, do what they gotta do to stay in the game and get longer runs. Because you know what? Playoff time comes, you're gonna need those arms. That's if you make the playoffs, but I, I the, the the quick triggers that happen with with pitching, I, I don't understand it how it is nowadays. How guys, you look at the amount of pitches thrown back twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, fifteen years ago even, and how they are now. Those pitchers didn't seem to get hurt as often. Now these guys throw less pitches and get get pulled, and there's this script. Let them get strong. We talked this in the past on the podcast, on this podcast, and on the fourteen twenty podcast, where. We talk about it ad nauseum, like why do these guys just throw more? And then with these no hitters, they're breaking these guys up in the eight with one out. You guys give up one hit, leave them in. Your bullpen guys haven't been paying attention. They're just they're having a good time. Hope they're hoping for this guy to get a no hitter, so they don't got to get in the game. So their head's not in it. I mean, pitchers are a different breed, especially relief pitchers, different breed, anyways. But leave these guys in the game. I don't understand what the 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 big rush is to get these guys out of the game. It, it's quite uh, quite astonishing. It, and then the combined no-hitter. The guys are giving up a hit in the fifth, and they're pulling these guys. Because this guy pitches the fifth, this guy pitches through the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Let your bullpen get some rest, because that's what you need to, have to win a championship. Bullpens win championships. It's very important for a bullpen to be strong. Yeah, your starting pitcher, if he goes seven or eight, that's great. But you know what? They usually don't anymore. Get your bullpen strong, because you know what? That's what wins championships. It's, it's, it's a proven fact. 1420 podcast and foul tips. 
we got merchandise available. We got shirts and hats and, and sweatshirts and, and all the above. So if you guys are interested in getting something, get get a, get a hold of us uh, on Twitter and Facebook or on the hotline or on the, the old email thing. Who uses email anymore uh, to get a hold of people on Twitter and everything else? Uh, but 1420sports, you got to spell it out um, at gmail.com. Get a hold of us uh, if you want to talk about something on the show. Uh, if you don't want to be out, use your Twitter handle. You, I, I'll respond to whatever you guys talk about. We'll talk about some white guys. We'll talk about baseball things and foul tips. And we talk about uh, throughout the week. We had we put on two shows as well. Summertime, it's sometimes one, sometimes two. But we uh, we do what we can do because we're uh, we're busy. Fourteen twenty sports and foul tips. All right, foul tips. We do once a week. The uh, one of the things I love looking back on is the this day in baseball history of my lifetime. And I actually remember this one as well. Um, the Expos were the little sister to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays here on TV in Canada. There was just more Jays games on TV. Um, and then, well, TSN and then the, the uh, sports and everything else. But the Expos, there wasn't a lot of base, Expo games on TV when we were a kid, one a week, maybe if that. But anyways, this day in uh, baseball history of my lifetime, Pete Rose passes Ty Cobb as the all-time single leader when he collected his 3,053rd hit off of Steve Carlton in a 6-1 Expos victory over the Phillies. Pete Rose was an ex-Philly, actually. The Montreal switch hitter, who will also pass the Georgia Peach to become the all-time hit leader, ends his 24-year career with 3,215 singles, one-base hits. Um, been about to talk with us. Everybody's talking with us. It's great sports bar banter. Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, Wayne, I think me and Dave have spoken about it. I think me and all my friends have spoken about it. We're baseball fans. Um, give us your thoughts. Tweet at us, email us, Facebook, whatever. What are your thoughts on Pete Rose going to the Hall of Fame? I'm, I'm a no guy, strong no guy. Being on, being a Hall of Fame guy, he uh, there's definite rules that he broke. He says he never bet on his team, but he could stack a lineup so his team wouldn't win another another game, or or was less likely to win another game because of, of bullpen construction and everything else. So yeah, he may never bet against his team but he could also load his lineup on, on a daily basis to make sure he didn't lo lose that bet. Um, that's my thoughts on it, but uh, let us know here at Foul Tips and the 1420 Podcast what you guys think of, uh, of Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame. It's a it's great barroom conversation over, uh, like we say, four beers worth of sports talk and a whole lot more. So a Pete Rose conversation can probably go on forever. His stats are undeniable as a player, but as a manager, he did what he did. So anyways, another thing we do on the 1420 Podcast, but it's more – it's more uh, been on foul tips lately is the, uh, the Rick award. We've gotten away from it again. It's tough. It, it really is to, to keep up doing all this stuff, plus your own lives and, and work and everything else. But we're still trying to put some entertainment out there for you guys. And we appreciate the numbers have gone back up in the last week and a half, but it might, must be hot outside. So you stay inside a little bit, or maybe you're out barbecuing or out wherever and enjoying the show. So our numbers have gone back up in the last week. So we've, we appreciate that very much. Keep uh, downloading, listening, and talking to people about the show. But uh, the Rick Award got two guys this week. Uh, George Springer for a Superman catch versus the Mets. Uh, that guy's a player. Yeah, he's part of those no good cheating Astros and everything else. But that guy's a hell of a player. The highest paid uh, annual uh, average salary of uh, Blue Jays history. Hell of a player. He made a great catch on, on Sunday versus the Mets. Uh, something Rick would do. Rick was a hell of a defender, as uh, Springer is as well. And then, and then for the second nominee, Dodger Chris Turner, National Player of the Week, uh, 12 for 25, five home runs, two two home run games, 
Uh, he did it all this week for the Dodgers. Who also had a good week. Um, still can't catch the uh, the Giants. So, so those are our two uh, Rick Awards. One from American League, one nationally. Don't usually try to do it, but that's the way it turned out. So George Springer and uh, for the the, uh, the Blue Jays and Dodger Chris Taylor, nationally player of the week. I was also going to have honorable mention uh, WCBL home run leader and RBI leader uh, Caden Zeroni leads WCBL with home runs and RBIs. Like I said, for Okotoks Dogs Black. He was a, a close runner-up, but he couldn't quite match what the, the other guys did. Uh, home run numbers aren't quite high enough, but that's my uh, – he was an honorable mention but never made it, but we'll uh, still get him on the Twitter machine and see if he uh, gives us a follow and a listen. Those are my guys. So that's this uh, Today in Baseball History and uh, the Rick Award. We'll uh, get back to you in a second. As I mentioned in the past, I've been fortunate enough over the uh, last 10 years or so to go to a number of Major League Baseball parks. Quite enjoy it. I almost enjoy the pre and post game as much as the game, going to uh, sports bars and places around the stadium and talking to people and having a good time and just enjoying the, uh, the scenery and the atmosphere. Like I said, it can be almost more enjoyable because a game's a game. Nine times out of 10, you, you just interchange with uniforms. Uh, sometimes I used to even go and watch teams. I I didn't even care about a lot of times I ended up watching the Arizona Diamondbacks because it was just next on the tour that I was uh, just a ballpark I wanted to hit and uh, the Diamondbacks ended up playing. But uh, anyways, one of the uh, most unique atmospheres that I find in baseball that uh, was I had a great time. I stood in the section once and I, I recommend if you go to a weekend series in Seattle, I don't even know what they call the ballpark in there anymore. They changed the name so many times, but um if you ever get a chance, it's in the, the right or the left field outfield, I guess. The, it's called the pen, and it's like a big frat party out there, high top tables. It's, like a, it's just a bar setting. There's a, multiple different vendors out there with uh, different kinds of beer. Pacific Northwest is famous for all their different craft beers they have out there. You can still get your, your, your Bud Lights, your Miller Lights, your Coors Lights, and all the other stuff, but they have a lot of different vendors out there, a lot of different uh, food options. And it, like I said, it's like a frat party out there and you're very close to the bullpen to see those guys up close and personal throwing. You can, the way they have it, it's tiered. I strongly recommend if you get a chance to go even for a pre-gamer, if you're sitting somewhere else, go to the pen, have a few drinks, watch the game, watch the pitchers warm up. It's quite the atmosphere out there. And if you watch the game, uh, it's like, it's, it's how a baseball game should be watched. I think if you're just going to, uh, for more of the social event, um, it's, it's a great thing. It's, uh, you hear the crack of the bat, and that's the only time you got to turn your head. That wasn't a very good crack. That one, we'll do that one for a crack of the bat, but maybe Jim can put a sound effect for us in there. Jim, uh, he's leaving home this month, so I don't know how things are going there. That Chateau Shorn out in Parksville, uh, kind of getting a little misty-eyed myself about the whole situation, but uh, congrats, Jim, on that. Anyways, we'll talk about some other places. I uh, talk about other ballparks I've been to around the, uh, around the major leagues and places I, I like to see, places I like to go. Let us know how many you've been to throughout the major leagues or some minor league parks you may have been to as well, because uh, it's a, it's a, I think it's a great event. A hockey rink's a hockey rink, but a ballpark, they're all, uh, they're all unique and they're all different. They, they have their, their own quirks and, and, and qualities. So uh, make sure you guys, uh, if you get out, if you've been to how many, or tell me how many you've been to and what you like about certain parks. And also tell me some destinations now that we can, we can start to travel again pretty soon here and borders are opening and all that other stuff. And there's, there's, there's things that we can start doing. Uh, go to a ball game. Let us know what your favorite ballparks are. 
what uh, what ballparks you're looking forward to and, and how can you looking forward to going to those because uh future follow tip shows i'm, I'm going to share some, some more experiences that i've been to uh different places around the major leagues well they pulled me back in for half a day the freaking new york yankees i i just i don't know why i do it to myself i have no idea what i'm thinking it pisses me off because they suck manager sucks the gm sucks they suck and it and they they win a game on on saturday they had no business winning four hits in a row they shouldn't have got they were bloop singles they but they pulled me back in and i watched the freaking game on sunday i went and had a couple of beers at a, a local establishment on saturday uh, or Sunday afternoon, saw they were winning, and then got notification Herman was going for a uh, a no hitter. So I go home, and lo and behold, they fucking blow it. Pardon my language, Jim, but they blow it. Base hit after base hit after base hit. Boone sits there, and another base hit. He sits there. I don't know how that guy still had a job on Monday morning. I love Booney. I think he like that home run he hit in 2003. I think it was against the Red Sox. It's the only reason why he has this stinking job. And without without Mike Musina, he don't have that job. Musina came out of the duck, the, the bullpen that game. We've been through that a thousand times. Boone doesn't know how to manage that. That man was given the keys to Ferrari in 2018 when they decided to get rid of, rid of Joe Girardi, and he didn't have a driver's license. That guy doesn't know how to manage. He sits there and he's an analytics-driven guy because Cashman's an analytics guy until so he lets the nerds run the team and there's a script that he has and Boone does not know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. There's four games that I can think of top of my head. The one against the, the Angels, the one against the Mets, the one against the Astros, and then this one on Sunday where the bullpen flat up blew it because Boone sat in it with his thumb up his ass doing nothing about anything because he has this script that he runs with. This guy does this and this guy does this and this guy does this. It's awful. If this, he's getting fired. He's getting fired. So why this guy doesn't do something differently, anything differently right now, to go out and win a ball game? Because they're not making the playoffs. In fact, you could probably argue right now they're a terrible team because of Boone and because of Cashman. So anything that they do can't, can't be worse. So why not fire fire them and start new? Because what happens? What happens if the talent that they have, which they do have some talent, yes, they have some injuries, but they do have some talent. They're four and a half out of a wild card spot. It's a lot, but it's not insurmountable. You get Cole in the wild card game, anything could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it could. What happens if they they win the wild card game? They go to the they go to the the ALCS or the division round. Then what? They can't fire him now because he won again. Well, if you had a good regular, if you had a good postseason, keep him around. Keep Cashman around to do the same thing over again where they have this 2017 team that should have won the World Series or at least lost to the Dodgers in the World Series that can't get out of their own way. This vaunted bullpen that's supposed to be so fantastic stinks. It stinks. It's not because of injuries. It's because they stink. Chapman stinks. They go to these guys, and then... And then you don't go to Chapman or you don't go to Green because you're saving them. For what? What are you saving them for? The only, gonna have, the only thing that's going to happen in September are the leaves are going to change. The Yankees won't be playing meaningful baseball because they're sitting there waiting for this to change or for this to get better. It's not going to get better. 
What are you waiting for? They're not going to pitch three days in a row. Okay, so you're going to lose two out of every three. Simple. That ain't going to get you. You got to go on a streak like no one's business. You can't give guys rest anymore. And Stanton, if you can't play the outfield, go away. Just go away. You can't jog around the outfield. How many times a ball can hit you a game in the outfield? Four, five? You can't jog around for a fly ball? You're hampering the lineup. You can't do anything with the lineup because you have to DH. So you can't give your, this guy an off day to DH. You can't give Judge an off day. You can't give Sanchez an off day because you can't play the outfield. Why? $30 million. This man, I said it my last Yankee rant, this man is hampering the Yankee lineup. He's around until 2028. Seven more years of this crap. For what? I, I just don't, under, I don't understand how the Yankees and Yankee fans... I, I'm, I'm disgusted by it. I'm disgusted by the whole thing. It's, they had the second best odds after the Dodgers to win the World Series. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's on Boone and it's on Cashman. Then Steinbrenner has the nerve to call it the players. Yeah, the players have underperformed, but they're not put in a position to win. A night-in, night-out basis, you don't know what you're getting. It's, I, I just don't understand this analytics crap. There's no feeling... And then the thing is, they pulled up some guys from, from uh, Scranton this week. They were stealing bases, bunting. And you know what? They're winning ballgames. They're winning ballgames. Then you go back to the script and back to the nerds, and look what happens. They lose on Sunday. Leave Herman in. It was 4 nothing with one guy on. Nope. Johnny Lasagna comes in. Single, single, single. You know what you can do after the third single? You can pull him. And Zach Britton, who's a ground ball pitcher, you get a ground ball, double play, you're out of the inning. Nope. Sit there and wait because the script says Britton pitched the ninth. And they bring in Britton in anyways, and they lose the freaking game because of Boone's inability to make a decision because the nerds don't tell him to do it. I, I just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Waste of a season, waste of my freaking time. I don't know. Manage and hold a team back. It's, it, I, ah. I don't know how things are in the Bronx, but anyways. Uh, also, there's my Yankee rant number two. Sorry, everybody. It's not a Yankee podcast, but it uh, turns out that way. Got a little passionate there. Um, Cleveland Indians changed their name to Cleveland Guardians. Uh, it's going to sound weird for everybody until the day I die. Um, it's a generational thing. The only people who will think the Cleveland Guardians are, a, are a th- the, the only team if you were born this year. Um, it's going to sound odd no matter what. The, the, major, the movie Major League, Major League Two. Major League Two is not a very good movie. Major League. Uh, the Indians, the tribe, it's been a part of, uh, I understand why the, the, the name was changed, but um, the Guardians, is, it's a weird name. It has something to do with some uh, some statues on the bridge apparently that, that uh, guard the city or something. Uh, it's an odd name, but I don't know. They all, they're all going to sound odd if you change the name in uh, this day and age. Anyways, that's foul tips for, for this week, uh, the baseball edition of the 1420 podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, uh, Amazon, iHeartRadio, wherever wherever you get your podcasts, we're on there. So make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, Jim, thank you once again for doing the music for the show, doing the editing, and you're going out to school uh, next month. But hopefully you can still keep this up for us. You're doing a great job. Thanks, everybody. Like I said, the listeners, uh, the the listens and downloads have gone up in the last couple of weeks. They were they were leaking a little bit, kind of hurting hurting our feelings, but they're back up again. Uh, tell everybody about the show. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. Make sure you guys get out to a ball game and let us know what you think about the show and uh, talk about baseball with us, uh, with us on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, email. And we'll get on Instagram too. 
Have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you again next weekend. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 